Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 221. So today's episode is going to be the perfect follow-up to the episode that we did last week, episode 219, which was how to heal from past trauma. In that episode, I shared a live coaching session that I did with Amanda, who was one of our students inside of the Legacy Leadership Academy. We talked about the role that trauma plays in actually creating our limiting beliefs in our red light core story that holds us back in our life years and sometimes decades even after these events happen. And you know, I just want to uh, let you know how much it meant to me. I had so many of you reach out after that episode and let let me know how much that impacted you. But something else interesting happened after we shared her story inside of our group. So I also had a lot of people reach out to me kind of struggling after they listened to that episode. And, and here's the reason why. Because they hadn't been through anything like Amanda. They hadn't dealt with things like sexual abuse or abandonment. They There wasn't a specific instance in their life that they could point to where they could accurately say that was when I, you know, developed my red light core story. And they found themselves really feeling stuck because as they look back to the events of their life, they had trouble connecting the dots and figuring out where it came from. And I actually can relate to that conversation because that was, that's me in a lot of different ways. And so I felt like it would be important as a follow-up to that episode to speak to that other person, person B somebody that's struggling with really understanding where their red light core story came from, where those limiting beliefs, that story of not being good enough, right? Struggling to find that one specific instance in your life. Today's episode is for you. I'm actually going to be sharing with you a every, every single Monday inside of our Legacy Leadership Academy, I do a live coaching session we call Mindset Monday. And it's really just a weekly reinforcement of the, the principles that we teach when it comes to mindset and success. And um, this particular session I thought was really, really good because in it, I share a lot of personal examples and also a lot of other examples that I think are going to really, really resonate with a lot of you. I think this episode for some of you is going to be one of the most important episodes of this show because you're finally, for the first time in your life, going to understand why you do what you do. Why do you always focus on the negative? Why are you so hard on yourself? You're going to start to understand the origins of your red light core story. Here's one of the key messages that I'm going to share with you in this podcast, that it's not the actual severity of the experience or the circumstance. It's the severity of the emotions that you feel as a result. See, a lot of times in psychology and in counseling, they talk about big traumas and little traumas. You know, the big traumas are life for the easy ones to a point, like Amanda's story. Those were big traumas. But there are also little traumas in life. There are what could e easily be seen as seemingly insignificant things that happen to us. But in the experience of those things happening to us, we experience serious emotions. We hurt and we feel pain and suffering and trauma, right? And it's no more or less than somebody that has gone through some of these terrible things. So it's really, it's the severity of the emotions that are associated with the experience, that's what creates the trauma and makes the experiences stick. So this is going to be a really important episode for a lot of you because at the end of this, you're going to be like, oh my God, I 
Like I can think back to these instances in my life that stand out that I thought really didn't mean anything. And now I can see so clearly why I do what I do today, why I've always held myself back. So I'm really excited to share this uh, recording of the Mindset Monday session. So once it's done, I'm going to come back on at the end because I've got one more really important point I want to make to you after you've heard this that I think, you know, those of you, you're going to learn in this episode, like shocker, like our parents, you know, kind of screwed us up. And that's just the way that it is, quite frankly, because your parents were kind of screwed up because their parents screwed them up, right? I think my number one goal as a dad is I just don't want to screw my kid. I want to help my kids more than I screw them up. Although I know I will screw them up in some ways, but our parents are actually key sources of our programming that causes us to have a red light core story. I want to come on at the end and I want to share one more point of view that I think can help a lot of you, but let me go ahead and let me share this mindset Monday episode. And then I'll come back on when we're done. So if you're just joining us now, last week we had Amanda share her story. She had some really serious trauma that she dealt with in her past, some sexual abuse, some abandonment from her father, which she realized were causing some really big issues for her today that was really keeping her stuck and in terms of just moving past her red light core story. Today I want to talk about the other person. What if you haven't dealt with serious trauma in your life? You know, I have to admit this was me. And I know a lot of you are feeling the same thing where you're feeling like you're stuck in the process of practicing the formula because you can't find the origin of your red light core story. So I want to share with you two important things today. Here's the first thing. The first thing I want you to understand is this. You don't have to know where your red light core story came from in order for you to do the work of letting go of it. Okay, that's an important thing to understand. You don't have to pinpoint the exact day and time and incident that you first decided you weren't good enough or worthy for you to be able to shift your story to what you want, the new green light core story. Look, starting out the work, it could literally be as simple as you just recognizing that it's there. You have some version of you're not good enough and you're not worthy. You have some limiting story that's been holding you back. All you have to do to start this workout is just recognize it's there. Here's the reason why you don't have to know the exact origin because it's just a story anyway. Look, your red light core story is some version of you not being good enough or not worthy of success. Like that's it. It's fear and scarcity. Now, you may have a different way you tell it to yourself. There might be different ways you you message it. But at the end of the day, it's just a story of you not being good enough. To begin the process, you just have to recognize that it's not true. Okay, it's not true. It's just a story. What we really want you to focus on is not the old story that's kept you stuck. We want you to focus on what is the new story that you need to be operating from, that green light core story of love and worthiness, one where you are capable, that really needs to be the focus in the very beginning. Here's what will happen to you, I promise. And I've got a really good example that I'm gonna share with you. Somebody literally just posted this in the group and I thought like, what perfect timing. Some of you are creating 
a red light story around the fact that you can't find the origin of your red light core story. So you're judging yourself thinking you must be doing something wrong. I can't move forward until I find out. I see all these people in the group. They literally figured out the moment that it happened and I don't know that, so I must be doing it wrong. I'm stuck and then you freeze. And all that is, is a red light core story around your finding your red light core story. Like you see how easily you do this to yourself. You're literally creating red light stories around your ability to find your red light stories. Okay, so just notice how you do that to yourself. See, here's what I want you to do. Be able to follow the process without judging yourself, without being too hard on yourself, and without comparing yourself to how others are doing this. Look, you're gonna run your own race. This is what's gonna happen. Now, I'm not saying that having awareness around how your story came to be isn't helpful, because it is. But I'm telling you right now, for most of you, that is only gonna come over time. You're not going to have that level of clarity and awareness the very first time you do the work. It might take you 30 days, 60 days. Look, we're I'm going to be interviewing one of our students, Catherine, Catherine Debs on our podcast. She shared her story here in the group. It took her like 90 days to figure out where her red light core story came from. But here's how it happened. She was plugged into the group. She was practicing the formula. She was listening to me coach other people. She was, you know, jumping in on Mindset Mondays. Like there are a lot of you that have said to me, I literally just heard you answer a question on a Mindset Monday and that was my light bulb moment. I immediately realized where my red light story came from. See, that's gonna happen for a lot of you as you're doing this work, as you're listening and participating and just hearing, and here's the thing, just following and buying into the process without having an attachment to the results, I'm telling you, it's going to come for you as well. Now, when you finally do understand where your story came from, and you can start to connect the dots, here's all it does. It just helps you gain a better depth of understanding why you do the things you do. And that definitely is helpful in terms of you releasing the old story because when you can start to see these different instances of when it's kind of when it started and when it was reinforced, it just helps you realize even more that it's just one way of looking at things. But you don't need to know all that to begin to do the work. I don't want to let you stop yourself, right? Because so many of you are like obsessing over finding the source and you can't. And all that's doing is it's keeping you from doing the actual work. So the first thing I want you to realize is starting out, most of you are not gonna know exactly where it came from. That level of awareness, that mastery of your mind is gonna happen over time through you practicing what you learn and from actual hearing other people share and get coached. Here's the second thing I want you to understand. And this is gonna lead me really to my story and to sharing actually a couple of uh, stories from people in the group. When it comes to the origin of your red light core story, so like basically what happened is at some point in your life, something happened to you and you decided in that moment that you weren't good enough 
or that in order for you to receive love, you had to achieve or do certain things. Maybe somebody, it was someone's opinion of you, right? Maybe it was just your own opinion of yourself because of something that happened. Now, here's the thing. It's not necessarily like one specific thing that caused it. Like there was something that made you first think that about yourself, but most of you can probably point to a half a dozen or dozen instances over your life where you just reinforced that red light core story, right? So it's almost like people are like, Bob, can I have two or three different versions of a red light core story? And the answer is no. The red light core story is just you're not enough. You can have different experiences that helped form that story, but they're just different ways of of saying the same thing. But here's the big aha moment I want you to realize. It's not the severity of the circumstance or the experience that matters. It's the severity of the emotional response. So you may not have gone through something like abuse in your life, but you could have had something happen to you in that moment that had you experience pain and suffering in a way, the same way that would be relatable to somebody that experienced abuse. The actual circumstance itself is not what causes the story. It's the way we feel about it. See, Our stories are formed when our experiences of life are accompanied by strong emotional responses. See, it is the emotions that actually attach the stories to us. Now, I'm going to share with you here right now some examples. So, Sarah, and, and here's the interesting thing. When you start to learn how to practice the formula and you master your mind and you're building that muscle you're going to be able to start looking back to your life and making these connections in places that you never even considered before. And here's a perfect example of this. So Sarah posted in the group just the other day. She says, I think I found my the origin of my red light course story. On coaching calls, a lot of people have shared about past experiences from childhood that created their red light course story. And she was kind of struggling with understanding what that would be for her. Listen to the two examples that she gave. She had an aha moment that she could directly trace back the way that she felt around these two experiences. Number one, when she was a teenager, my four-year-old cousin came down in a princess dress. And apparently, I started talking about my own princess dresses I don't even remember that, but my family will still retell it in a way that pokes fun into how into myself I am. So she had a four-year-old cousin that she got so excited because she had a princess dress that she said, I have one, and they made fun of her saying she was into herself. Here's the second experience. When I got home from an 18-month mission for my church, during my first hangout with my friends, I was apparently super chatty because this was my first normal conversation in 18 months. But at the end of the day, my friends poked fun of how much I talked about myself. What I made these two events mean is that I talk about myself too much and even worse that I don't notice I'm doing it. But here's what she really made that mean. 
was that when she is her most authentic self and expresses herself, that it's not good enough and that she's not worthy of love. Two, very seemingly insignificant experiences with very strong emotional attachments to the point that she still remembers them today. Here's a good clue. If you can remember something that still happened to you when you were a young child, it's probably because there was a strong emotional attachment to that experience, good or bad. Start paying attention to those cues because they can lead you down the path of understanding why you have the red light core story. I'm going to share with you a personal experience. It took me years of doing this work to have this level of awareness. I've shared this before, but I want to share it right now. So for me, I can think of two specific incidences, okay? Two specific incidences. One of them was around speaking, okay? I was probably in the third grade, and I I was always very shy and introverted, was always hesitant to raise my hand. I Even if I knew an answer, I would be afraid to raise my hand because I just was afraid. I didn't, I didn't want, I guess I was so worried about being wrong when I was young. I remember raising my hand in the third grade and answering a question and having the wrong answer and getting laughed at by my class. People laughed because I, I thought it was the right answer and they laughed at me. And that I remember like literally carrying that with me for like days afterwards. What I never understood was at the time that emotional experience caused me to start to think that when I share my voice, that it creates pain for me, that I don't have anything that people want to hear to say. And it's actually one of the things that led to my fear of public speaking is I literally carried with me this experience in the third grade that over the course of time, there were other little things that happened. Like I can remember one time there was a family party we were having. It's so, it's so silly when I think about it, but now I understand the way this works. I remember riding my bike, coming to a family party. My whole family was around. And I remember I, had, I was riding my bike and I had a bug that like flew into my hair, like hit my head and I, got, I almost like crashed my bike. And I remember running into my house and my whole family was there. I still remember it. And I remember telling this story of what happened, but I, I said it in a way that was really funny and they all made fun of me for the way that I said it. Cause I said like some, I think I was like the bug wrapped its arms and legs around my hair. And like, it was like real ridiculous, but everybody laughed and it became a thing. Like everybody talked about it, but there was this other incidence of me sharing something that I was excited about that I was, was, you know, really wanted people to know. And I got laughed at again. And then there I was as a young adult, literally developing this fear of sharing my voice with the world because of these little things. Now they weren't like, anywhere near like tragic thing of abuse, but I emotionally experienced pain in that moment in a way that affected me. Here's another example. So most of my life up until I was probably about 30 years old, I was very irresponsible with money, like really bad, you know, like went into debt, almost on bankruptcy, had credit cards, didn't pay them off, wouldn't pay my phone bill. Like my, my cell phone bill I would pay my bill when the service would get shut off. Like that level of irresponsible with money. Anytime I made money, I spent it right away. And now here's the thing. I 
I've always been a smart person. Like I logically knew that I was really hurting my life by being bad with money. And I knew when I was doing it, I was wrong, but I always did it and I never understood why. And here's the reason why. One of the experiences that always stood with me was when I was young, I used to go uh, school clothes shopping with my parents. And I can, this is like one of the things that stood out to me. Like I remember this, like it was yesterday. My mother and father literally used to fight over who had to take me clothes shopping. Like, God bless them. I can't even imagine having kids today dealing with this level of just being a brat. But we used to go to Kmart for school clothes shopping. My sister was always fine with it, but I was not. I, I mean, they literally would take me school clothes shopping. They would drag me around the store, pulling out things. And no matter what they showed me, it was no, 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 I'll never wear that. In my mind, I just didn't ever want to wear clothes from Kmart. I always wanted nicer things. And now listen, my parents, you know, they always provided for us, but we had two children and, and I get it today. Like they were doing what they could do for us at that point. But I was such a miserable brat to them that it was literally to the point where they would argue over who had to take me. It was such a like stressful situation for all of us. And I remember that my parents would always say to me, man, you better make a lot of money when you grow up because you got expensive taste. Like it was always around money. And I knew that. Here's what I did at a very young age. I associated, because of th these kinds of experiences, money and pain together. Money causes pain. Money, pain. Because that was the programming that I got as a young child. And what I never realized was this. The reason why I was so bad with money almost my whole life is because I subconsciously was keeping money away from me in an attempt to keep pain away from me. Because I associated money and pain together. Money causes pain. Well, I don't want money. So I literally would self-sabotage myself and I acted out in a very irresponsible way with money, even though logically I knew that it wasn't a smart thing to do. But here's what you have to realize. Your beliefs will always override your logic. Even if you know something's not good, if your beliefs support it, you'll do it. And listen, these are like experiences that you could easily just chalk up as whatever, but it's the emotions that we experience as we go through these things. And listen, here's what I want you to realize. Most of your limiting beliefs, like most of your, your red light core story for most of you, was probably already in place by the time you were about seven or eight years old. It may have been something as simple as you felt the way that you got your parents' love was that you excelled at school or sports, right? Like you always craved the love of your mother or father. And you felt the only way you got that adoration and that approval for them is if you got good grades or if you scored a goal. And you made a connection early on that you were only worthy of love if you accomplished something or did something. And that story of scarcity was with, has been with you for your whole life. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is this. It's not the severity of the experience. It's the emotions attached. Now, remember, 
It took me years to make these connections. You don't have to know them to begin to do the work. As a matter of fact, some of you may never make the connection and you wanna know what? It should not impact your ability to master your mind and achieve personal freedom in any way, shape or form. Because either way, it's just a story. Okay, you don't have to know where it came from. But I'm telling you, for most of you, just like what Sarah shared here, as you're in this community, and you're doing this work and you're around other people that are trying to, to do this work, you're gonna start to gain a higher level of awareness. You're gonna start connecting these dots. And all it's gonna do is it's gonna give you a greater understanding as to why you do what you do. So maybe a great assignment, maybe a great assignment for some of you would be this. I want you to get out a piece of paper and I want you to think back to your past. And I want you to think back and jot down, identify three or four like of your, some of your earliest memories in childhood. Like what are some of the things that you can remember early on in your life that stand out, good or bad experiences? And I bet if you can remember something with a high level of clarity, it's because there was a very strong emotional response or attachment to that experience. And I want you to start identifying some of these things that may seem trivial on the surface, but that when you dig a little bit deeper and you think about what did you make that mean and what kind of programming did that provide for you? See, it might be something as simple as you remember the first time you ever brought a really good report card home to your parents. It was the first time that your mother or father ever told you they were proud of you. And that instance created a story of scarcity inside of you that you're only worthy if you do. So maybe sit down and think about Try to start connecting those dots. But at the end of the day, if you can't, don't let it stop you. Keep doing the work, practice the formula, plug into the group, right? The more you do this, the more aware you'll become. And at some point, here's the deal, you'll have such an understanding around your mind, such a curiosity because you'll, you'll be so detached from your stories that's truly the personal freedom that we're helping you achieve. And when you get to that point, you're literally unstoppable. Like there's nothing that can keep you from what you want once you're at that place. So did you get some value out of that? You know, I know that Mindset Monday is literally my favorite day every week for our students because it, a lot of our students say it's really that start to their week that they need to keep them on track. But, you know, I really just felt like I needed to share that with you. And I really, really hope that was eye-opening, hearing some of my experiences, right? It, it's just interesting. We never make these connections. And this is the reason why this work that we do, right, around building belief and this thing that we teach called the formula for transformation, it's why I keep telling you it is literally the most important training of your life. And I know some of you may already now have an awareness that maybe there are things that have happened to you in your past around your parents. You know, one of the most common ones we see in our program is this sense of self-worth tied to our achievements, right? We have just on Clubhouse the other day, I was coaching someone and, you know, she brought up that she, uh, you know, growing up, one of the things that she really craved was, was her father's love and attention, 
because he was just wasn't the kind of person that gave that in her mind. She didn't get it enough. And what she figured out was one of the ways that she could get it is if she did really good at school. So she worked really hard to get straight A's. And she remembered the first time she ever brought home a report card with straight A's. It was like one of the first times she can remember her father actually saying that he was proud of her. And it was like very visible that this was something that made him feel like really good. And, and, and that came across. So in that moment, what she did without realizing was she made the connection that she was only worthy of love if she achieved and if she did. And there are a lot of us that on some level, this has happened to us where we tie our sense of self-worth to our achievements. We're only worthy if we do. We're only worthy if we accomplish. And that literally stays with us through our whole life. And recognizing that pattern is an important step to letting it go and freeing ourselves from it. But when we talk about healing from past trauma, one of the things that I helped her understand, and I think this is going to be important for all of you, you know, we teach this thing called Love, Serve, Grow. And what it really requires us to do when we talk about putting love at the center of our business and our life, that's important when it comes to healing from trauma. Because if we are to look back on the circumstances of our life through the lens of love, what it does is it forces us to have more compassion for people and be able to see things through their point of view. And the and the the other perspective that I'd like to give you if you had a parent or someone that that did that to you is this. Understand what was really happening. What I shared with that person on Clubhouse was what I want you to realize is your father, the reason why he was doing that is because he was attaching his sense of self-worth to the grades that you got in school. Because he was operating from a red light core story. And guess where he got that? From his parents. See, he was a product of his programming and his environment, and he probably carried that with him most of his life. And this is, you know, when I say that we have to always be mindful of like our parents, they did the best with the tools that they had. And when, when, when I shared with you, your father, the reason why that happened is because if you didn't get good grades, he made that mean he failed as a parent. He wasn't aware that he did that, though. So what's so interesting is this. In his mind, that was how he was showing you love, by being tough on you, by challenging you, because guess what? He wanted you to have a better life. He wanted you to be more, right? In his mind, that was what he felt his responsibility was as a father. And in that sense, your father was a gift to you because you did become someone because of that that you would have never have been that has served you throughout your life. But the problem is now you need to be able to move past that. And when we look at it this way, when we understand why our parents do what they did, literally they were attaching their sense of self-worth to what you do. And they didn't even realize it. And when we can understand that, we can understand the reason why people do what they do. And we can show them a little bit of compassion and we can forgive them understanding that they just don't know anything better. That's how we begin to heal from trauma. That's how we begin to see the positive. That's how we begin to let go of the past so we can let in the future that we want. But what you'll find is this. The more you do this work, the more evolved you will become in terms of having an awareness, understanding why you do what you do. See, this thing we teach called personal freedom, which comes from mastering your mind. And look, the only thing I know that can help you do that is the formula for transformation. When you have personal freedom, you have such a curiosity around your mind, you're literally unstoppable 
because you stop reacting to the world around you. And in every moment, you decide how you want to respond. And when you're at that point, like I said, there's nothing that can stop you. Personal freedom is the starting point of all achievement. And a big part of that is as you begin to do this work, it's looking back to the past, being able to connect those dots and understanding where these red light stories came from in the first place. So, um, but like I tell you every week, you're never going to do this on your own. Like, I'm just trying, like, you know, I know this is self-serving for me to say, but I mean it. Like, you can listen to this podcast forever. You can understand what a red light story is. You can even catch yourself when you do it. But unless you're actually, unless you actually have a practice that you can apply in your life every day that gets these things out of your head on paper that you can follow to help you change these red light stories finally, you're going to stay stuck. And this is the reason why I truly believe that you all need to be a part of the Legacy Leadership Academy in LLA because it is the number one thing that we help people with. So look, I know when you're ready, you'll be there. But I just want to let you know that this is a big thing for a lot of you. This has been the unseen force that's been holding so many of you back for so long. So anyway, with that being said, I really do hope you got some value out of this episode today. I'd love to hear from you if you did. And hey, feel free to share this episode with somebody you think it can help. But with that being said, thanks for being here. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Hope you got tons of value out of this episode today. I'll see you soon. Take care.